Yo, 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 yo. Welcome to No Pants Require. I'm your host, X3C. Thanks for joining. Today's episode, don't waste your time with savings accounts. This topic I've been waiting to talk about for a long time. Trust me, I am eager to have this conversation. But before we begin and we dive into the podcast and before we dive into the episode, also want to take this time to invite my first co-host to No Pants Required. And today's first. Say hello, Brian. Yo, it's Brian. It's an honor. Love it. So what you sipping on over there? Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm at I'm at Warren's house and they just so happen to have a little bit of uh some cognac. So I decided, you know, pour this, pour it up. Why the hell not? Right? But what I'm sipping on? Lame ass tea. Why is that? Because my voice sucks. All right, guys. So let me uh let me tell you a story real quick. So the first time Brian and I talked on the phone, actually, was like we talked for hours, almost like for hours, literally. Um, what was very interesting is we've been knowing each other for a long time and never really talked on the cell phone or on the phone in general. And that time we had that conversation, it felt like it was an actual episode of No Pants Required. So I had to have Brian here to join me as my co-host, my homie, to hang out with us today, especially to talk about this topic. Um, so, you know, we have a lot of stuff planned for you guys, but keep in mind, um, this information is coming to you guys not from a financial expert, you know, it's just two guys chatting it up about our experiences in the financial world. You know, this is also a topic that I'm actually into and interested in. I love talking about finances, just like I like to talk about a bunch of damn things. Um, so before we get too far in the episode, let me shout out the quickie. Um, I do have an episode planned for the metaverse. And, you know, I'm not going to dive too deep into it today, but I was very excited recently when I was watching the news. I actually saw one of the CEOs, well, not one of the CEOs, actually one of the representatives from Microsoft, yeah. um, their, um, their team division, where they talked about the metaverse and how they want to try to merge that into their, their teams. And so when I hear the metaverse, I get all kinds of goddamn excited, all kinds of crazy um, but essentially, the metaverse is an augment reality or augment um, experience of the human experience. It's pretty much taking everything from our world and bringing it into this virtual environment, right? And what I like what Microsoft is trying to do is they're trying to take the 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 folks who are uncomfortable being on camera, those folks who you know who are forced to be on camera, and they're at home or even in the office, right? And right. they're like, you know. Maybe not want to just have, you know, may have a bad hair day or they really don't feel like getting dressed or you have these kids going crazy in the background, right? So when Microsoft said, you know, we create an avatar for you, right? Almost a virtual environment of your office or your home, probably not your home, mm -hmm. but probably your office where you can, um, you know, turn on that avatar in a 3D fashion where that avatar is going to be representing you on that video. And I thought that was like a first step, you know, in into... um what we call the metaverse. I'm not going to dive too much into the metaverse because again, I do have an episode dedicated to the metaverse that's coming up. Uh, I definitely want you guys to stay tuned for that. Um, but I will give you guys a prerequisite and this is part of the quickie. I want you guys to look into two movies, two surrogates. I think it was like in the 1990s. Maybe I'm wrong with that. It was Bruce Willis mm -hmm. was the um, main actor in that. And the movie was just outstanding. I love the surrogates. But also, Ready Player One, one of my favorite movies. Have you seen it? No, no, no. When, when was it? Uh, when did it come out? I want to say Ready Player One was a few years ago. Okay, but th so the Bruce Willis one was like in 1990s and it's still relevant to the metaverse? Damn, maybe that's not even... Was it the 90s? I, I, I wouldn't know. Uh, might, little... might be a little before my time. Actually, probably as youngsters. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I I'll say, um, I'm going to look it up right now. Um, uh, no, it can't be. This thing says the 2020. That is wrong. It, uh, might, it might be a sequel that never got the funding to. So that's true. Oh, 2009. Okay. All right. I mean, so it's not too, too old. Yeah. Yeah. Like 20 years off. <laughs> <laughs> right. But those two movies together, in my opinion, parallel together is what the true metaverse is. Okay. Again, I'm not going to dive into it with everybody, but I'm telling you, check out my episode. The metaverse is coming out soon. But for this quickie, I'm very excited 
that Microsoft is diving into and embracing this virtual atmosphere for for the employees. I think that is a uh, pretty sweet. No, I agree. Love it. All right, guys. Um, today's lineup. We're talking about don't waste your time with savings accounts. I mean, why? Why let your money sit there and do nothing when it can make money for you? All right. I don't know. I'm kind of guilty of just letting my cash sit. That's but, why you're perfect for this episode. I know. I know. <laughs> but look, I, I know, I, you know, my background, we could probably touch on that a little bit later, but hey, let's go. All let's right. Let's do it. this. All right. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm Brian. You know, I'm, I'm pretty trash at public speaking. So being behind the <laughs> mic is actually pretty nice. You know, nobody gets to see me aside from Warren, but, uh, um, you know, I have a finance accounting background. Um, so you would think, you know, I'm, I'm like this well adverse person who kind of has you know, this knowledge of, you know, finance and I'm, you know, my, my stock portfolio is probably, you know, just, I'm pretty much getting ready to retire, but I'm far from, um, don't beat yourself up. I'm still young. <laughs> I know I'm, I'm very, I'm very risk adverse. And I think I've been, it just, you know, just comes from my back, my, you know, my upbringings. And so, uh, you know, having this finance accounting background, um, you know, talking to Warren, you know, we, like, like he had mentioned, we kind of spoke and it's just like, kind of, you know, I have all this knowledge, but it's just like, it, apply i have an issue of, of like you know just kind of like applying it and actually you know putting it into practice um but i have all this knowledge um i'm not i'm no expert by any means but you know um i'm, I'm very risk adverse so it's like you know for any of those who you know you know don't want to get involved to uh, involved in options and calls i'm definitely kind of like that person that kind of yo i feel for you because there's no way i'm betting my cash i don't <laughs> like to gamble so i don't do any of that stuff you don't so. like to gamble either I don't like if I go to a casino or somewhere, I'm literally with like 60 bucks, cheap yeah. as shit. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I mean, I, I see folks out there with hundreds of dollars. And I mean, you, you, I mean, the more you spend, probably you will bring back a, a larger yield. But, you know, I just can't see me giving away money for the chance of getting more back. Right. That 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 scares the hell out of me. I won't say I'm risk averse, but I'm definitely a little bit more of a risk taker with some of my money. Right. No. And, and I get that. I get that. Um, and I think, you know, now that, you know, I'm in a position in my life where I do have, you know, spare income that where I could kind of allocate my money in different, you know, you know, whether it be stocks, IRAs, um, bonds, you know, I do have that flexibility that most may not necessarily have. But although I do have a little, you know, I just have like this subcon like I'm subconsciously just kind of like re really emotionally attached to my money to emotionally cash. attached to it. Oh, yeah. That's so, the, uh, maybe that's the risk averse part right there. The emotional part that's connected. I think it just might be like the Latino. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know. You know, I, I say this um, for everyone listening. You know, it does help to have a partner. You know, I, I won't lie. Dual incomes is hella important. I mean. Granted, you can do these things on your own. You don't have to have a partner, but it definitely helps when you know you have that stability of the home life. Oh, absolutely, um, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And you and I are both homeowners, so right. we kind of get that. Um, I don't know about your, your partner, but um, my wife does have a good amount of like student debt. So uh, me being risk adverse is just like, all right, I just want to be make sure that you know her and I are good, but also like have enough cash where we're good for retirement. So, you know, I kind of have like this, you know, this broader high level scope of, you know, where I see my, our lives at, you know? Um, so taking these risks is like, I definitely don't want to put uh, any sort of, you know, financial risk on our, on our lives. It makes sense. And yeah. if you have, you know, little ones coming down the future. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> you gotta be prepared for that. Being an accountant is just like, I'm a huge planner so it's like you know i'm by the book the funny that's that's interesting we, we definitely are very similar when it comes to that um yeah. i'm the one with the student loan debt but guess what i don't really care about paying it off you know and i should clarify that <laughs> <laughs> i am paying it it is the minimum um <laughs> you know i mean long as i'm paying the minimum everything is safe there's no adverse reaction to it i'm perfectly fine with that because ultimately we're gonna perish i'm gonna die right no yeah. i can't take this money with me and that debt is going to go away now granted if you're married there's a little bit of a different perspective there because you know the widow may be left with the bill yeah they may inherit that right so i mean that is something to also to consider um when you talked about um being risk averse mm -hmm. you know i think that's a good concept because a lot of people are kind of sort of risk averse when it comes to 
money. Some people really are bad money managers in general. Yeah. You know, some are really good at it, right? And I think when you talked about being a long-term planner, that's what my brain turns on. Yeah. I am a planner. And I love to think about like how my money is going to work for me. Um, originally, when I started getting into my stock portfolio, my growth portfolio in general, was when I said, okay, I'm putting a reservation on this Cybertruck mm-hmm. for this Tesla because yeah. I want it. But how am I pay for this, right? Am I going to get a loan? I'm going to pay half down. I'm going to pay cash. Like, how, how would I finance or pay the bill, right? And so I'm going to actually give an example pretty shortly right after this rundown sure, sure. to like kind of sort of talk about um different options that you know you can kind of use when it comes to that and this is all co- again coming from my my experience um but let me jump to, uh, through the rundown for you guys real quick so we're going to kind of sort of give you guys advice on building your savings um we're going to kind of discuss avoiding the traditional savings because let's face it it's hella boring and it's hella basic so we're going to hopefully give you some guys uh, general alternative saving tips dive into uh, retirement portfolios, invest in your Roth IRAs, which is very important. Also, I just found out there are Roth crypto IRAs. Like I had never heard of that before. Hmm. And I was like, what? One of my coworkers was telling me about it. He actually just moved over some um, retirement accounts he had with previous jobs. Yeah. He rolled them all of those over into a crypto Roth IRA. It's like, what? Well, I also heard that they're gonna, people are, I guess, in the future there's gonna be some crypto etfs hell that makes sense actually so you could just imagine i mean that actually makes sense yeah you know the way the way it's working right now hella gains hella volatile hella losses right in the same week yeah. it, it can happen uh, also we're gonna talk about building your stock portfolio i talk about that often and then etfs um exchange traded funds right so before we get too deep in the episode i do want to mention um again i nor Brian is a financial expert. Actually, he's probably more financial expert than I am. Uh, rather, but I'm intrigued with the conversation about personal finances. I just love the whole conversation. I love exploring successful options, hearing what people employ um, that I can probably use in my financial um, endeavors. Um, so I think this is really key, though. So there's no really sm- uh, one size fits all. It's literally whatever you're comfortable with. I mean, it's all personal based on your financial background, also based on how much money you have to invest um, and where you are in your career. I mean, it really just depends. Um, So hopefully this information can like give you guys, get you guys motivated. Um, So advice on building your savings. So I kind of think of this in like two different theories, to be honest with you. Um, We have your traditional savings and I think the pros to that is your money is safe. You know, it's not going to make you any money. It's going to be there. Usually the bank guarantees up until a certain dollar amount, you know, money's there and it's not really, you know, you, you, the chance of you losing your money is slim to almost none if it's at a certain dollar amount. Um, so that's one thing, but I could tell you, um, there's, there's a little bit of a tax incentive, uh, but there's really no tax incentive to be honest with you because the low yield interest that you're going to get, I mean, you do pay interest on that, but what's the interest rate? I mean, what I've seen online is less than 2%. And that's on the high end. I'm literally seeing less than one percent on average. And I've seen that too. But you have, you have to at least like have like some sort of like five, ten G's in the saving accounts to have. And that's still nothing. Yeah, it's like that is like peanuts. Really, not is. ten grand, but no, in no, terms no, of, no. I'm saying in terms, in terms of the interest, return, right, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, if there was a high yield interest savings account, that would be dope. But I mean, those kind of went out the way. I mean, those are really gone. Uh, yeah. To be honest with you. Um. So I would say in most cases is I've seen like 0.4. Roughly, I I've rarely seen anything that's even half of a, a 1%. I mean, honestly, at that point, I might as well keep my cash under my mattress. Pretty much. Well, then it could burn up in the fire. <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want that. No one wants that. First of all, that's a he- fucking headache. Um, so let's think about this. Um, so I give these two examples when it comes to general alternatives to like savings, right? Mm-hmm. But not just savings, it's like, how do you use your money? And and maybe, you know, your money can maybe work for you a little bit better. Um, Let's talk about like a car down payment. Mm -hmm. Um, And one one manner you can pay maybe half and finance the rest. Definitely if it's a low interest rate, which is not bad. But I would say if it's a very low interest rate, what's the point in paying half? 
Think about it. Yeah. You pay a $50,000 car, you pay half, you put $25,000 down. That's $25,000 away from your savings, okay. away from your growth potential. Right. 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 And you pay uh, 25, you finance the rest 25% or uh, 25,000K at a very low interest rate. Yeah. I can tell you, I would say, in my opinion, and it's not a professional opinion, uh, I think it's a waste of money. I think you financed the whole 50K, which is actually what I did in my car. I agree with you, but <laughs> why do you think that? Because your money can make money. So, you know, in, in the case where I did, I actually kind of sort of did this recently when I bought my car, I actually financed the whole thing. I put $0 down and zero cents. And what I took, was, what, I took, was your, what was your interest rate? Uh, I'm embarrassed to say it's not, it's not the greatest. It's like 4%. I mean, that's not, it's not, not great, yeah, I mean, it's, but it's not like 2%, right? If it was in a 2%, it would have been great, but 4% is not horrible. Also, when I, the loan I got from my credit union, I could not get anything lower. They weren't offering, not just to me, they just wasn't offering anyone at, for those uh, length of years. I need to have like a three-year loan or something much smaller. They would have offered me a much lower rate. So they, they, they kind of sort of bundled the rate with the number of years gotcha. it was gotcha. kind of weird gotcha. that way but i mean four percent wasn't too hard horrible for me so i went with that but you know i do know people who put down half or a portion or whatever the case is now if you got cash obviously pay it off but is that the right move also uh, i no i mean personally yeah. it, it all dictates on the person or the actual interest rate itself i mean personally like let's i mean let's say if you get like you know like a 35k BMW, you know? um, you're putting half down and let's say your interest rate is like 6%. Why don't you just take that half that you put down and just buy like a old break and dig that's going to get you to point A to point B. That's true. That's true. Um, cause at the end of the day, it's like, you're, even though, you know, you're still kind of sitting on this cash, but you're also like, you still have to pay this cash. So yeah. it's like, 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 like if you were saying, it's like similar to, you know, your situation with your car it's like i had it had an instance where um you know i just recently bought a house mm -hmm. you know given these good interest rates i had no other choice but to refinance Hell i bought yeah. the house why not i bought the house in 18 refinance within that year because the interest rates were crazy low you know just kind of like just growing up i was just and you know my parents were like you know what like it's always pay good to pay off all these debts I was like, yeah, you know, right? Like, you know what? I mean, you have a point. You know, I'm, I'm, you pay it off. You pay it off sooner, the better. You know, it's, you know, you have more cash towards the end. But it's like, you know, I was kind of talking to one of my buddies. It was like, is that necessarily the case? Because if you have this low interest rate, like, why are you putting more? If, if you were to put these this excess fund, so let's say, let's just say I'm paying my house, you know, five hundred extra extra a month just to pay down, you know, the principle of my mortgage. But if I were to put that 500 into an investment or some sort of stock right, or, exactly. or, you know, an IRA, right. That's yielding more than the actual interest rate itself. It's right. like, even though I may be paying a little bit more interest, you know, down the line, the actual return on my investment is greater. Exactly. And that's the point I'm trying to make, you know, um, I think times have changed. People have changed, right? Yeah. You know, our parents would tell us, oh, pay down your debt, pay down a house, try to pay off your house as fast as possible. You're not staying in these houses. It's not a forever home. Yeah. We're going to rent these joints out. Someone else is going to pay the mortgage. We're going to move somewhere else. Right. Someone else is going to pay that mortgage. We're going to move somewhere. Like, I mean, it. it's a different day and age. We kind of understand it a little bit better. Mm -hmm. It's not just home ownership. Yeah. It's an investment into us, into our future. Yeah. Yeah. And I just see that as a better way forward just like with this example i'm explaining if your interest rate is low and i mean it, it's just subjected to yourself right but interest rate like less than four percent three percent two percent i say finance the entire loan for that vehicle keep your money in savings allow that money to make more money and you're going to stay above inflation hopefully you'll stay above the interest that you're paying over the longevity of that loan and your money will make more money for you at the end of the day five years your car is paid for yeah. And whatever that 50K or that 25K you was going to pay as a down payment, now that is like double, triple or quadruple. And can I add something? Yeah. 
pay that 3.5 first homeowner when you first buy your house just yeah. do, just put down the 3.5 that's true yeah i mean people are like oh yeah i need this big down payment like i gotta put down like you know 20 percent yeah i mean if you want to do the calculation it's like yeah you have the the pmi which is mm -hmm, the, the mm -hmm. property insurance i mean yes but at the same time it's like just you know everybody has to do their own kind of calculation because you know it might be more beneficial to pay that i mean to actually just pay the 3.5 down payment as opposed to you know a 20 percent just to avoid the pmi but right. you know your investments i mean there's a lot of variables that kind of come know, into play we kind of ran the numbers for ourselves we didn't put 20 we put 10 percent yeah. down okay. and we ran the numbers and that remaining portion of well that additional 10 percent yeah. we calculated that that mi that mm -hmm. mortgage insurance yeah. It equated to the exact same amount we would have paid if we would have paid the 20%. So pretty much what they're doing is getting their 20% one way or the other. Right. You can either pay it That's up a good front. Point. I didn't even think about that. You can pay it up front or you can just pay it over time, right? It's it's not the end of the world there. Um, you know, 20%, we probably would not be in this house right now. <laughs> we probably have to be still in the condo. Yeah. In a fucking cold damn condo with um <laughs> horrible damn windows. Thank God I sold that place. <laughs> Um, shout out to the guy who bought it for me. No, nah, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> now it was a good, it was a good deal there. Um, but you know, I'll just say, you know, again, as Brian said, it's, it's important to, to recognize your own situation, but it keep in mind, don't be caught up in what we've heard over time. Cause again, times have changed. We've learned a lot more, you know, in terms of how we should invest, how we should use our money. So keep that in mind. So I want to give another example about credit cards, right? Years ago, Susan Allman, I had a book. I don't know where it's at. Um, I'm actually right now looking. I don't see it in front of me. I have books in front of me. But there was um, a book she, oh, I can't recall. She came out with this is before I bought my condo years ago. Um, hell, this was probably 15 years ago. And in that book, she talked about paying down your credit card debt. But specifically, she was trying to improve your credit score. Mm -hmm. And she said, if you take a credit card, and if it's due on the fifth, pay it on the first. And if it's thirty dollars due, pay thirty-five dollars. Pay more and early, and do that for three months, and your score will increase. I can tell you guys unequivocally, I did it, and it works. It works. I hate the whole concept of credit scores. <laughs> it's like the, 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 the fact, the, the fact that you got to wait forty-five days in order to get like a for them to generate a new credit score is just. That is, that is bullshit, right? And then and then what they usually do is take the average of the three or the the one in the middle, right? But what about this high one I got here? <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, the three bureaus. I mean, it's right. just, also, it's ridiculous. how these random three bureaus became the authority over my damn credit life, right? <laughs> Trust. I mean, look at me. Like being a, a real risk adverse. Like I have every three bureaus locked, so it's like I keep them off. I keep them frozen for whatever reason, mm -hmm. like, and I only freeze them when necessary so like if anybody were to kind of you know take your identity right you actually you're good if you actually freeze those three oh. accounts in your bureaus nice like, so it's like i have i have everything locked and unless someone's like someone tells me that they're going to run a credit credit check on me right that's when i lift the freeze oh shit so that's something to think about you pay for that no it's just free hmm. yeah that's something to consider i like that idea yeah. actually i've been like um I can also say, you know, it's important to not be afraid of your credit score, regardless where it's at. Um, and I can tell you guys, my shit have been in the fucking high 500s to the mid 700s. I've seen the gambit of a credit score, to be honest with you. Like, I've seen the horrors and the joys of it all. Um, yeah, I don't know. My, my, <laughs> He's I like, can't, I, can't, I, can't, my, I can't agree with that one. <laughs> I can't agree with that one, man. I mean, I mean, they say it's like, you know, when you're adults, like, the unfortunately your credit score is like pretty much the equivalent of you know your gpa it's your life yeah like the movie black mirror i don't know if you saw the episode wait where, where um it was about the ratings i uh, can't think of the I name of it she can't say i mean which season was this ah oh, hell i don't know no, the part, was, like, you know, part of season three okay and and she was uh, one of the, the, the main characters she was trying to get a house and a job and a car rental a whole bunch of damn things and she Everything was based on a rating. So if you have an interaction with someone on an elevator or walking past the street, they smile at you, whatever, you can instantly give that person a rating. And if your rating is negatively affected, that caused the potential for you not getting a loan to rent an apartment. 
You do that in China? I don't know. I don't know anything about China. <laughs> I feel. I feel like there's always like they have like the scale on everybody. Like you know, depending on your like your behaviors. Like if you you know, I feel like we get in there. All these ratings online and everything. I feel like we're gonna be there at some point. Like when people get in the Uber car, yeah. Uber drivers have a rating. Now the Uber customers have a rating. I think we're all gonna have a rating at some point. And folks are gonna you know dick us over at some point and rate us down because they may not like what we're wearing or how we look or who we hanging with bullshit but i think it's possible so it's just like a different i mean it's kind of shitty, shitty to say but just like it's prejudice coming back in a different form hey it ain't going nowhere i don't think it's you going anywhere saying? yep i don't think it's going anywhere i think we stuck with it yeah. not i mean just the way we live in no um so that was one example of the credit card repayment that you know susan always talk about but i would also offer like let's say you have five credit cards and many people would tell you Pay down the one with the highest interest first. That's what I would do. I don't do that. Why is that? I'm thinking I want to pay off first because in your credit score, they also look at, they don't, they're not looking at which one has the highest interest rate on your credit score. They're looking at the one, um, the volume of credit that you have out there. Outstanding. That's true. And so in my brain, I'm thinking. That debt ratio. The, yeah, debt to income ratio. Yeah. In my brain, I'm thinking. Wait a minute. So they don't care about the interest rate. I understand I am paying a little bit more over time, but I want to get my credit score up. Well, I'm going to pay off the one with the smallest balance first. And whatever I was paying on that one, mm -hmm. take that same dollar amount and pay on the next one with the smallest balance. Sure. Yeah. yeah and then yeah. keep going from there. And eventually I'm paying off all five of them as opposed to struggling to pay off the one with the highest interest yeah, rate, which yeah, may have yeah, the highest yeah, balance. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I don't know. So I, I mean, it's not a, again, it's not a one size fits all as I described that to everybody earlier. Um, I think it's important to look at it in different ways. Um, what alternative saving tips, you know, we can offer you guys. So I think it's very important to have cash on hand as Brian talked about, he's risk averse. And it, I kind of feel similarly ish. Mm -hmm. What I mean by like, I'm not as like, so we, we went for um, refinancing for our home as well. And when, when I put, you know, cash on hand, my stock portfolio, the lender said, well, we can't include this, this dollar amount. I was like, what are you talking about? This is my money. This is literally my money. I put my money in here and it actually made more money. I could actually cash it all out. Um, I'm liquid that way. Right. And, you know, they just, they refused to add that as part of the portfolio. And it kind of bummed me out. And I said, wait a minute, do I need to have more cash on hand or but this is cash on hand, right? I just felt like it was just a bad lender practice. Um, I don't. I, I didn't like that at all. You know what's funny? Um, now that you're saying that, it's like I, I want to say they when I when when I um refinance, they actually took my IRA, and they kind of you know saw that as like a whole lump sum of my actual. Mm -hmm you know, cash on hand, right? Because technically you could use your IRA as or 401k. I don't remember. It's been, it's been quite some time to use that as your, you know, your, those funds to buy those, your, your, your house for the first time. Yeah. I mean, if you, if, especially for IRA, if you, um, if you're going to donate, not donate, <laughs> if you're going to take some money out, you could take out what you contributed into the IRA yeah. without the penalty there. Oh um, yeah, yeah. 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 But I think that's important to, um, to have. I will also say, you know, when you t think about um, saving tips, you know, you obviously want to look for like very high yield savings accounts. I don't really think those really exist anymore. Um, I did have a CD maybe a year ago mm -hmm. and it was pretty high. 3.5%. How many years? It was just one year. Okay. That's not bad. But it, it, it capped me at a dollar amount. I couldn't put us, I only could put so much money into yeah, it. Yeah. Um, and it only lasts for one year. So I was like, after that year, oh, can I renew this? No, obviously. It was like the entry level to get you hooked into it. Guess what the percent was the second year? It's probably like 1.5 or... 0.45%. So like that uh, savings that you mentioned earlier. Right. Your mattress. Trash. Yeah. Trash. It was really horrible. Um, so I don't know if there's any high-yield CDs out there. I do think high-yield CDs is better than a traditional on your in your mattress type of savings. <laughs> so I would avoid that. Obviously, you know, you guys in terms of retirement investments, you want to hit the 15%. You definitely want to hit the 15%. I mean, 
I think about it, I have what, maybe 15, 17 years left at the top end, you know, Before to retire. retire. Yeah. What? Yeah. I've already put in 15 years. 15 years of what? Service. <laughs> so I'm, I'm looking at like another 30. <laughs> I'm like, man. Just starting out. <laughs> no way. Hell oh, no. Um, but it, think about it. Like, you know, if I have like 15 more years, so that I give myself a two-year grace period, right? That's exactly what I'm actually thinking of giving myself about two more years to inch my way up. I'm at 10% right now. I really want to be at 12%. Like I may be at 12. I may switch over next in January to 12%. My goal, get a good 15 years at 15% retirement. I'm looking for a really nice investment for my savings. So I would say, guys, you really want to max out your retirement portfolios. If it's 15%, hit that number. You know, we talking about 401k. Yep. Try to get there. I know it's hard, but try to get there. What actually what it does would help reduce your um uh, I can't think of the term right now. Um your gross. So it, it comes off the, you pay less taxes. It's pre-tax, yeah. Yeah, pre-tax. So um take advantage of the free money. Do they match? My job does. Perfect. Always gotta at least take advantage of the the, the match money, right? Yeah, yeah. Don't go in the door, so I'm gonna get in my retirement later on. No, hell no. Start in your twenties. I wish I would have. Well, actually did. It was a long time ago. <laughs> but <laughs> I kind of wish I would have done it earlier. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I made some mistakes. And, you know, you guys heard me say this before. And I'll say it again. I made financial mistakes. And this is why I'm here to share that information with you guys. Um, I think it's important to to learn, gain information, ask questions from people. I am unafraid to ask questions about financial investments to anyone that I know have it under control. Hey, transparency is key. Yes, sir. Um, another thing to think about, um, you know, is investing in Roth IRAs. Mm, I am my favorite. I am sad to say I have none. I know I feel ashamed. Oh, we, uh, we got, we I gotta feel dive ashamed. deep. We got to I feel ashamed. <laughs> we should. So, so go ahead, Brian. Go ahead. All right, man. I'm, I'm a huge advocate for, you know, Roth IRAs, especially since like I'm very risk averse, as we mentioned plenty of times, you know <laughs> right. what I'm saying? So, you know, you know, for those who don't know, it's like, you know, a Roth IRA is essentially, you know, just kind of like a holding account. You know, it compounds. You know, there's a cap at six six K a year. Yep. Which is reasonable considering like, you know, like That is reasonable actually. You know, yeah, it's it's very reasonable. Um so for me it kind of works out because you know, it's like, you know, my intention with this Roth IRA, I don't I don't I don't plan on touching this at all. You know, it's gonna you know, every, everything I invest in is going to end up compounding, and you know, I'm not going to touch this. You know, I'm just going to keep investing and watching it grow. Um, but for those who don't know, it's like, you know, the earlier you start, the better. Yep. You know, I've, I I kind of went through a drop where I kind of stopped investing, and in I'm just like, yo. You know, I, I kind of have like my my portfolio is with Fidelity, so it's like okay. they, they kind of have like this little like meter where they're like, oh, you're in the red right now. So it's like you gotta invest more. I'm just like, that's pretty. Well, neat. you're capping me out, so I can't really invest more right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that's the only thing that sucks. I mean, although like I'm, I definitely enjoy it. You know, it's like, you know, every, I probably want to say probably monthly because you know, like the market these days is very volatile, but nonetheless, it's still kind of increasing. You know, kinda... I mean, over time, it's going to increase. Right. Right. Exactly. You're gonna have your bumps, but it's always gonna. Well, and I say always, but usually, if you look at over a period of time 20 years 15 years yeah you know it's it's literally increasing yep so so why don't you uh why don't you have a roth ira because i'm lazy yeah <laughs> well no that's not fair that's not fair um i'm really focused on buying these teslas right now okay. <laughs> which is horrible okay. to say on don't waste your time right, you know me. with savings accounts but i can say i am maybe a year or two away let me ask you a question yep are your Tesla's are the Tesla stocks you're buying right now? Are these long-term holds until you retire? Well, that's a good question. They are definitely long-term. Yeah. I don't know about retirement. Okay. But they're definitely long-term. Actually, I have two different account mm -hmm. portfolios. So, and I have Tesla in both. Uh huh. So, one portfolio is absolutely. I'm holding that for. I have zero desire to touch it. Because I mean, I'm sure you probably like bought in stupid early. $190. <laughs> and that it's like tenfold now. It's amazing. Yeah. Um so so like like so coming back to this question, where the fuck 
So if you were to pull out on that, how much tax are you paying on your stock? Oh shit, I'm not sure because it's based on my salary. But um, but I I heard if it's uh, if it's long term, you know, if, oh, if it's right. within that year, it's thirty percent. That's 30, right, thirty seven percent. Yeah. So like anything after that, it's like fifteen percent, if I'm not mistaken. Well, you I don't know. Okay, I mean, this is just like a, a quick, quick Wikipedia that I did. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, we could, we could. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, yeah. a, I'm, you know, I'm not a tax accountant. You know, I'm I got a buddy who can answer that question. Actually, okay, yeah, but I, so, I find that out. Let me, let me ask you a question. What if I told you you could buy your Tesla stock and have tax-free earnings? That is true because I could buy it through the Roth IRA. Right. I could. But the only thing, exactly. I could. So those, I mean, I understand you have, you know, you're sitting on some of that Tesla stocks that from, you know, early, early on. Right. So why don't you buy it through the, your Roth IRA? I know there's a cap when it comes to like income. So it's like 140. I think the Roth IRA is capped at 140. But have you ever heard of the backdoor Roth IRA? Uh, backdoor I slightly heard about it. Tell me more. I did hear about this once. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, those who make over 140, you know, there's, I mean, obviously for the for the yeah for the for the well-off folks i don't know who they are yeah and neither do i <laughs> <laughs> um you know there's a way so there's a traditional ira and a roth ira mm -hmm. so if you were to put your cash which is the traditional ira is also capped at six mm -hmm. but if you put your cash in there and then transfer it to a roth ira that's a back door oh yeah that, yes that's right that is true i like that idea so that's something that you can do. And I actually so, may do it sooner. I mean, it's still stressful because I'm 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 like so focused on my growth portfolio, and I'm also really invested in my dividend portfolio because I'm trying to build it out now so it can serve me the long term. But I do see the value of the Roth IRA and still be able to have the same portfolio, you know, that I kind of sort of want. Well. To me, it sounds you're emotionally attached to your stocks oh, as shit. much as I am <clears throat> liquid cash. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I won't say you're lying there. <laughs> <laughs> I won't say that you're you're not lying there. Um, I think that, yeah, you're right. Because, you know, and this is really not good. Seriously. Don't get emotionally attached when you see these type of gains. I have seen tremendous gains across my portfolio, to be honest with you. And you're right one can get attached to that 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 is something to to be mindful of um and i'm like really so i'm really eager in looking into these growth portfolios and i'm sorry growth um stocks out there i'm i'm, I'm doing my research on it companies I, again companies i really am passionate about i really do look into those companies these recent ipos that's coming out um like rivian and yeah. i really want to jump on that sweet greens dc company um is that the company? yeah they're, they're killing popping? it. They're popping. They, I, I think it was $28 for the IPO. I did double. And it's oh, yeah. been less than 40? a week. Uh, yeah, almost 50. And they have their plans to um, pump out um, over 100 new stores across the country. I feel like they're going to do well. Yeah. Um, they're, not, they're not really profitable fully right now. I mean, yeah. they are profitable, but it's not like they're not making a lot just yet. I think it's coming. Um, so I'm, I am eager about that company. So when I, I, I like, I'm really intrigued and I'm into it. My brain starts to think, do I have time for this safe, boring ass Roth IRA? And I know I do. So I'm not trying to say guys that I don't, I really do. I really believe in Roth IRAs. Um, but Brian brought up a good point. Um, the back door, I may have to do that. Um, because hey, you know, all, you know, what we're talking about is just all different perspectives, all different perspectives, you know, yeah. it's like, you know, what Warren does, what I do. You know, it can be completely different, but at the same time, it's like, yo, we're just all just trying to like learn and grow and just kind of just, you know, just see how people maneuver differently with their money. You know what I'm saying? So what about this thing where the Roth IRA becomes tax free after the age 59 and a half? Are you going to retire early than that? No, hell no. I won't. So you're good, right? Yeah, I'm good. But that's if you wanted to have it early. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's I when mean, it becomes, that's when you become eligible. Look, at the end of the day, I mean, if... I, you know, I'm, I'm talking as if like the audience doesn't know about Roth IRAs, right? <laughs> well, some people don't know, right? Hey, no, no, that's no, and that's fair because I mean, at some point, like I didn't know much about it, you know. Um, you know, you know that six grand that you put in, the actual principal that you put in, you can take it out anytime. That's true. You can. You right. absolutely can. Mm -hmm. But like, let's say, I mean, 
you know, I have a pretty decent savings account and I'm emotionally attached to my cash. And I feel like the money that I've had in that savings account. That's just sitting there under the mattress. It's, just, it's been sitting under the mattress and it's like, <laughs> yo, it's like I could have been investing in this for so long. Mm -hmm. But I, don't, I, I honestly, I just. It's almost I, like that ratio. Like how, how much do you hold on cash on hand versus investing in it, right? Right. Everybody, and everybody's got their number. That's true. You That's true. Number, right? That is true. That's right. Yep. So my number, I got a certain number, but it's like I haven't hit it yet because got these damn dogs, man. They've been costing <laughs> me so much money, and it's been like holding me back a bit. But uh, you know, I love them. I love them dogs. But uh, I mean, at the same time, it's like it's very conflicting because I'm emotionally attached to my money. And it's like, yo emotionally attached to these dogs so it's, I'm, I'm would very you, conflicted would you be well I get you emotionally attached to the money uh -huh. but would you be willing to take a portion of that you know 50% of that and uh -huh. chunking that away in some type of you know ETF well, here's the thing though today I didn't we had, we had touched touch about this a little bit today mm -hmm. but um so today I, I just realized that I had like you know, should I put a monetary value to it? Hey, whatever you want, yeah, whatever yeah, you want to share. Just, all right, so I had like a thousand dollars sitting in my uh, my Roth IRA that wasn't allocated to a specific fund. Oh, and so I was like, you know what? Since we're doing this call, I was like, let me just go ahead and I went ahead and buy some spy. Mm -hmm. I bought some VU. You know, there's some different uh, ETFs that because uh, all all my money through my Roth IRA has been sitting on a, a mutual fund, which doesn't necessarily yield as much as these. Do these you know guys. the percent per year? So right now it's uh year to date. I'm at like 16, 17% with these mutual funds. Per year? What well, year to date. So we're, oh, talking, yeah, okay, we're, okay. So we're, we're, we're talking about what, like 11 months. Okay. That's not bad. That's not, that's, that's not bad. Right. Well, these ETFs are, you know, if they they're they're following these, you know the well that's FDF, true. The, the it it, well, it depends, right? right? And that's so let's dive into ETFs actually. So it definitely depends on what the ET the index the ETFs sorry <laughs> the ETFs are invested in, right? So if mm -hmm. you like in if you're into tech or EVs, hell, the ETFs is going to soar, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And as you mentioned earlier, you know maybe having um, um, a cryptocurrency type of ETFs, I think. You know, over time, I think it's going to soar, but but then you have this volatility where it just crashes over like over five ten percent in a day. I mean, that's that could be heart wrenching. You know, if you talk, you talk about retirement money, and what's even crazier is like crypto doesn't sleep. It's not at all. At yo, all. It, that, at least the stock that, market turns off at some point, right? Right. Exactly. Like four thirty. <laughs> all right, yo. I, I well, you do have like, the after hours trading. You know, but not not for the average guy. Like right. You know. Exactly. Exactly. I mean these crypto i mean if, if china like go ahead and pass this law real quick overnight it just drops you're just like wait i'm like borderline asleep right like, how is this even like i can say that you know the cryptos and and for you guys listening i know i mentioned earlier the episode about the metaverse that's coming out yeah. i also have an episode called cryptos 101 um i see a different future for cryptos and i had it wrong and I'll leave that to you guys as a cliffhanger <laughs> for that next episode. Um, but when you look at the like, ETFs, I can say, you know, if someone's risk averse, mm -hmm. I think ETFs, maybe even over Roth IRA. Well, Roth IRA is kind of a different deal also, but ETFs, I think, is pretty safe and a pretty good bet to to put your money in yeah. above a traditional savings account. But you could also, through your IRA, buy ETFs. That's right. And stocks too. Stocks, you could. Yeah. I mean, you could go ahead and you know. But you're not capped at that six percent, right? Right. So you know. Exactly. So if you have excess funds over that, over the six percent, I'm um, six oh, six thousand. Six thousand. Yeah. It's like yes. Yeah. Go ahead and just put it in, and then you know you're robbing it. That makes sense. You know I think saying? I like that idea to do both. So I'm definitely want to get. I'm not right now. I'm in the growth posture. Like my brain is turned on yeah. to growth. I looking to grow my money a little faster. Why? I don't need it for any. Like, I'm not trying to purchase. Well, I am trying to purchase something, but I'm not going to use it for that. Well, at least I don't know. I'm conflicted, guys. I don't know if I want to use the money, some of the money, all the money for the Cybertruck. Like, you know, if it gets to a certain dollar amount and I can pay off, you know, just pay it in cash, but then my portfolio is wiped out. Yeah, I don't know about that. You know, I'm more of one of those guys, if the interest rate is hella low, 
let me rock it, pay the bill over time, and keep my money and let my money continue to grow. Absolutely. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of on the same boat with you, but, like, I just want to, like, me, me and my wife have ambitions of, like, actually, um, you know, buying a second, uh, you know, buying a home. Second uh, home. A bigger home. Yeah, no, not a bigger home. And, well, yeah, no, you could call it a second home because, like, the fact that I have a, such a low interest rate on my current home, it's like, yo, I could just easily rent this out. Yep. Right? So it's like, if we all, if we do decide to buy a second home or something, you know, slightly bigger, um, especially for the dogs. I got two big dogs. I mean, you got a big backyard, though. I, I got a decent backyard. Um, what a nice fire pit. Uh, yeah, yeah. You haven't been to it yet. I haven't. I saw a picture of it recently. I was like, oh, I haven't been over there. The only thing I can remember is me climbing that damn tree yeah, with I mean, Edwin and I skinned my shins. This isn't the metaverse. You know, you can actually come to my house, right? <laughs> that is true, right? Yeah. yeah. I got to do better. I got to be a better friend. You know what? If, yo, if we could get Microsoft Teams to come to my house and like, create a layout, maybe we could, you know, link up through the metaverse. Oh, shit. That would be dope. And then we create our own cryptocurrency and we exchange that. I'm giving you guys too much information about the next episode. I got to stop what? talking yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but again, um, uh, one thing I do want to say about the ETFs, it can be a slow growth for those who are like me, who are really looking for a, um, a higher yield at the end. You know, but ultimately, it can't be all grow, grow, grow at a fast pace as well. You know, we have to do keep in mind that it is important that it's a steady growth over time, right? Out of sight, out of mind. Right. That's a good point. You know, just don't stress over it. Um, I, you know what it is? I think I got it. I feel like I started late. And in my brain, I'm telling myself, you catch, up. catch up. That's what I think what it is, right? Like financial freedom for me didn't come until I turned, yes, I'm about to say it, 40 years old. You know, you know, in my 20s, you're living and learning. My 30s, I've made hella mistakes multiple times. Yeah. Um, and I got better with it, right? Because I didn't come from a financial free background, you know, where, you know, some people had that kind of upbringing. I feel like a lot of minorities don't. It, if I'm wrong, I feel like a lot of minorities just end up you, coming. I could think about everyone I know. Yeah. And it's 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 rare yeah. that many, you know, we have to pay take loans out to go to college. Many of us, right? Yeah. Not all, but many of us. And... You know, it's it's, it's kind of difficult just to get in the door. So you have to pay financially to get the credentials and then get in the door to compete. And you have a lot of things stacked against us, right? And and it is it's, it's a bit frustrating because I always often think about, you know, why don't why didn't we have these type of courses in school? You know, obviously, you know, we would love our parents to teach us some of these things, but they were learning as well, right? Yeah. They didn't have the discretionary income to like do what they wanted to do and some of these other things. So, you know, it's, and I kind of wish we, I did have more of a better knowledge base, you know, starting off, but I had to go through the struggles, but I mean, it also made me stronger and I, and I understand a lot more things now, um, that I did before. And so financially freedom definitely was a night, you know, I felt like I hit my forties. I feel like we're hitting an interesting time, you know, everybody's just doing stocks. You know, it, it's not just your typical, you know, you're in New York on, you know, Wall Street. You, you, you literally can just be in your pajamas, <laughs> hop on your computer at 9 a.m. and just start just doing work. You know, you listen to the traditional media. I see them. They shit on like the the what we call the um, the retail investors. Right. Yeah. You know, the, the folks who are just getting involved. It's a whole new population that has been added to the game that was not there before. Robinhood is, you know, they did it. They have, I believe, over 17 million um, active clients, right? So that's yeah, yeah. that's a population that was otherwise not there, 100%. you know, and that's people who are now involved in it. Yeah, people are going to make mistakes. It's, I mean, essentially, the stock market is gambling almost, right? But there are some safe bets, you know, that you can get out of it. But essentially, there's a risk for losing your, your funds and folks kind of sort of shit on people that they're immature they don't know anything and i think people are a lot more capable than you know they're giving credit especially from like the traditional media perspective um one other thing i did want to touch base on that i forgot to mention that is an alternative to like your savings you did bring it up briefly was real estate property yeah you know so maybe taking your money and invest in purchasing a home like you know i had a 
a, a conversation with a friend earlier and we talked about, you know, instead of buying a home, what about buying like a duplex? Well, you live on one side, you rent out the other side, right? Yeah. And hopefully that rental income is enough to pay for the mortgage for the whole home. You know, that is that is a way to, you know, use your money better than just sitting it in the traditional savings account. Um, I mean, that builds generational wealth, right? And that's, that's something that stocks can't don't that's, offer. That's correct. That's correct. And I feel like that is where I want to lean, lean into. Um, I definitely know Renee and I talked about it a lot that we want to lean more into, you know, that arena. There's some things we want to take care of first. Yeah. You know, because so we did talk about a lot in this episode about money, but don't don't get it fooled. We definitely want to continue to travel. Right. Because we have one life and I really believe in like living this life. Absolutely. And 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 granted, I don't have kids and, and we have zero desire to have any. But, you know, we do have to keep in mind, we can't just like work and save we also have to work safe and live the life. Um, and I'm I'm all for like adventures and, and traveling the world and just being a explorer, right? And so I don't want to be stuck with just, you know, just saving money and hoarding on cash. And I don't know about you, but I'm getting no social security check. <laughs> I have no clue, actually. <laughs> I actually, I have no clue. I'm not going to give out my, my business to my family member, but I had a conversation with a family member. I don't want to say anything to give it away, but... The check is like less than 50 bucks. What the hell is that? I mean, good thing I didn't disclose where I'm working, but like one of the principles <laughs> of where I'm working at mm-hmm. is cashing in on his social security checks. Mm-hmm. Seven grand a month between him and his wife. Seven grand? Seven grand. So he's taking all that money right now? Yeah, he's of age and he's still working with the company. So it's like... Oh shit! Yeah. But that's true. You can you can get it, yeah. yeah before you retire. Wow, seven grand. Seven grand. Shit! What did he do? I need to learn what he what he did. I don't know. You. I guess you had to be a boomer. I don't, I don't know what else to tell you. Well, that's you. true too. I mean, I've been working a while since like I was fourteen years old. No, I mean, but this dude is like uh, one million years old. Like, like uh, he's a million years 70, old. Seventy years old. One million. <laughs> seven million. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> So this old guy, older, well, an older gentleman who's probably put a lot of years into in seven oh, grand. Absolutely, absolutely. No, seven grand though? That's a big number. Wow. All right. So what are the tips you got over there, Brian? I don't know. I mean, I just kind of have like just random questions for you. Like, oh, let's you know, go. Like, let's get into you it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like what are, what are some of your some of your methodologies of saving? Like aside from like stocks, like how do you allocate your, you know, every paycheck, you know? Well, I like that. And that's the exact what I do. I have an allocation. Mm-hmm. So uh, years ago, I used to take money out of my checking account and physically, not physically, but like, you know, go online and click and move the money over yeah. and transfer into a savings account. That became a problem because I would sometimes not transfer it and sometimes transfer it right back, you know, yeah, money yeah, I needed. Yeah. So what I started doing was an allocation from my... Um, directly from your check. Directly. That, no, yeah, it goes from my... Uh, so at my agency... Obviously, my direct deposit goes into yeah, account, yeah. and I have a dollar amount that goes into a separate account. Uh-huh, okay. And in that account, I have a target every year. I have to hit that target. Okay. And that account allows me to hit that target. I have to hit that. That's that. I am adamant about hitting that number. Yeah. Every year, but then that's why I, be, I have a problem, because once I hit that target, I'm like, do I just sit this money here and let it sit here? I'm like, I don't want to just leave it here. Then my brain started thinking, ooh, invest it. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to pull that money out just to invest? I think I will, right? Hey, so, why not? I mean, what I may do is, is like... why we're having this conversation, right? Right. I think what I may do is like, you know, I have two years now of it building, mm-hmm. right? So now I'm thinking, all right, just take out half of it, invest it, yeah. and keep that base year always there. And then the subsequent, uh, subsequent years, I could take that money and invest. So you're going to put it on Roth IRA then? I think I probably should. Well, this is a question for you. Can I take yeah. and put six thousand at once? Yeah. You don't but, have to you don't have, yeah. You could go go ahead and just yeah. So like within like a, a tax calendar year. Right. So like I'm gonna say like March fifteenth. Oh no, no, April fifth. April fourteenth, fifteenth. Well, I mean obviously it depends on when the, the, the actual like tax deadline is. Mm-hmm. That's the last t- 
think that that's the deadline. Okay. When you can actually contribute to your Roth IRA. I think I may do that. Um, because I could do that. That yeah. sounds like a good idea. Absolutely can. Interesting. Let's go with the next one. Um. So what else? Oh well, I'll, I'll talk. I mean, I'm pretty plain Jane. So like going back to you. <laughs> no, I mean, hey. So so my, so, there. I, so the way I kind of like allocate my money, I have three things: mortgage, saving, and personal spending. I do like the personal spending. That makes total sense. I did forget. I did start it something three weeks ago. Uh-huh. I did forget to add that in there. I have a separate, separate allocation uh-huh. that goes straight into my Robin Hood. Okay. Because I'm trying to build the, the growth and dividend portfolio. I'm trying to like speed it up. I want to just constantly invest, invest over time constantly like just a certain Fair amount enough. yeah no i understand um, so i did leave that number yeah, out yeah, yeah, but that yeah. personal number that's important i mean it is i mean it's it's easy for me it's like three things man you know how you know how some people have like this whole spreadsheet <laughs> like literally lunch dinner like look what is apps for that now huh there's apps for that now there's apps for it but like yeah. I, I have a system like if if i'm already like below my, like if i see like i'm like hitting my uh personal like my my personal accounts hitting low mm-hmm. i'm eating ramen for the like i'm eating like ramen noodles for the rest of the week you know what's funny my checking account is always low so is mine i think it's unnecessary to have a shitload of money in your checking account i feel like it makes you very cognizant of your spending if your checking account is low right you giving yourself amount of money it's like you're giving yourself an allowance you know haircut money booze hookers no i'm joking so you- <laughs> uh, I, I got free booze here at uh, warren spot so hey pull up don't pull up because my <laughs> liquor is for me no one else i'm not sharing um but i think it's important to like pay yourself a certain dollar amount whatever you want to you know 10 percent. it's probably high whatever your take-home pay is come up with that number and set that number in and you gotta like think about groceries yeah. or your meals again i'm back on haircut because i gotta have a fresh cut right gotta have my cornrows done right i'm thinking like you gotta like plan all these things out and like it all varies from person to person it does luckily i have a partner so it's like my partner just takes care of the groceries you know i Sweet. take care of the mortgage you know with there's a system to it um, is that a fair trade mm. <laughs> I, I mean she also pays you know utilities got it so it, i mean it all it all i'm not nets, shitting on your setup no no don't, no, don't, no, no, no no it all nets out but um you know i'm only human i just right. splurge i mean just two days ago i bought some rick owens really yeah and yeah i mean you, you can't really imagine how much they cost but uh uh you, you tell me after this episode no 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 yeah i mean it, it's good to splurge i mean you know it's like you can't live you can't live your life like you, you know it is good to splurge uh splurge I, I also say i have to watch myself sometimes you know i can splurge yeah too much no me too me and too. it's like what the hell is wrong with you? you don't need that damn shirt you're not even wet them jeans Dude, Dude, I'll spend like 2k like in a month. You see my face? <laughs> oh what? Just, no, this is the old me. Like Oh, got it. Got no, it. I got responsibilities now. Like, got it. Now, dogs, man. I got like, you. I got dogs, I got <laughs> wife. I got to make sure we got a roof overhead, so. Got it. Uh back in the day, it's just like shit, don't tell my wife. Hope she doesn't hear this, but she's downstairs. Yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> you know, I just put on the credit card. Oh, you that's know, the worst. Hey, just make sure you have a good credit card with rewards. Dude, speak, speaking of, what is that Chase Sapphire card? The preferred? I don't have the Chase card. I do have uh, the city double cash back. Got it. Which, you know, you pay, you you splurge. So it's like, it works out, but I'm not paying like, you know, an annual fee. But I heard the Sapphire is really good. I don't have that card either. But that's a good point though. The annual fee can be, you know, some of that shit is like just I mean, too, it is unnecessary. If like, you don't use it to your advantage, it's, exactly. like, it's going to be a waste. Right. So having a credit card with a perk, I think makes total sense. I would just say, pay whatever it is at the end of the month. Or if you can't pay at the end of the month, don't go past three months. Divide whatever that balance is into three months if you need to. Like, just really try to have a zero balance on your credit card. I think that is critical. Or, I mean, I could give you a whole different Listen to Dave Ramsey. Yeah. Dave Ramsey is crazy when it comes to, like, you know, just chopping down your debt. But you're, it also, like, makes you feel like, damn. The, the way I'm living isn't. We can't compare ourselves. We can't. And it's like, yo, it's like, <laughs> you know, it's like, yo, you can't have any credit cards. You got to pay everything cash. I'm just like, 
Oh hell no! I know it's it's a lie. You know I've I've known a hell few, no. I, I've known a few people who've been successful doing it, and also some people who just like dread it. It's think like, about it. It's a lot of pressure. Think about it. Let's say you know if there was a way to pay my mortgage on my Amex, mm -hmm. I would because I'm gonna pay my mortgage either way it go. Why not get those points? for airline miles or those points for hotel stays you know whatever the case is i don't hell no i mean i get it folks feel like credit cards the devil but hey we can't get around it those three bureaus they're out there watching us and if you don't have any credit that is negative on you and you know what if you know you're gonna be this like heavy spender on credit cards talk to your credit card agency and just like put yourself a limit that's true so that way, like, you know, give yourself a $500 limit and yep. just pay that damn thing off. Yep. Pay it off into the month. I definitely agree with that. All right. What other tips we got here, Brian? Uh, let's see. Um, hmm. Let's see. Let's see. I don't know, man. Pretty I much covered like, it? I feel like I've touched base on everything that I've, I've you know, uh, put notes down on. You have any questions for me? Speaking of, hope you guys were taking notes. If not, rewind the entire episode from this point. All the way to the beginning and uh john don't know those notes um no i don't i i can say you know i'll go back to this this is what i'm this is what i'm considering for like a long-term portfolio build do you want my opinion yeah 50 percent stock portfolio yeah. which obviously you know etfs is the is, is going to include that the other 50 percent ETFs. Now in that stock portfolio is the growth portfolio, the dividends, the cryptocurrencies, 50%. So I'm like, I'm going 50% aggressive-ish yeah. and 50% safe-ish. What you think about that? I mean, I feel like it, all, it washes out to be like a safe growth long-term. Yeah. But I just don't, you know, you know, crypto is like its own world. You know, I'm really big on Bitcoin and Ethereum. Like, I'm really huge on Ethereum, and I'm mad because, like, don't be mad. Like four months ago, I was this. I was like, so I hit the bottom, and I was like, literally about press like buy like a couple, a couple of them, a couple of them things, a couple of Ethereum coins. You know, you you know who who didn't buy them? Me. <laughs> I didn't buy them either. You know why? Why? I just wanted my cash. <laughs> so the cash is just sitting there. Cash was sitting there, and I would have tripled. Okay, let me let me tell you. Yeah, let me no, tell you no, this. I don't want. I don't want to hear it. You're gonna hear it anyways. Oh, so gosh. I was thinking about doing the same thing, and I had enough to buy at the time two Ethereum's, and I said, mm, I don't know. I invested instead in Microsoft. Hell of a good damn deal. I did that. Yeah. As opposed to just sitting it there, you know, I've made a hell of big return on Microsoft. Um, in fact, Microsoft's been killing it. I mean, the company Apple is killing it. I mean, let's see here. Um, the return I've had so far on Microsoft is 44%. Year to date? Year to date. It's been a year. That's a huge return. Yeah. And it's not as volatile at all. Hell no. The company was Microsoft. Steadily, yeah. Right, exactly. So think about it. Taking that money and buying Ethereum was giving me a greater yield. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. Microsoft is giving me a safe, long yield. I, mean, I, I feel like it's going to continue to grow. Over time, plus I get dividend return. And it's pretty good, right? But I can say, you know, I do want Ethereum because I, I, I believe in the technology behind it. You know, I think we forgot to touch today. What's up? The dividends. Dividend stocks. Yeah, they suck right now. I'm, <laughs> I'm working on them. I mean, I have I have five right now in my portfolio. It's I'm, I'm, I'm building it. Each pay period, I get paid. I am literally right. investing All into right. it to grow my dividend portfolio. Um, my goal is to have probably between five and eight. I think 10 is a lot. Maybe five to eight uh, dividend uh, stocks. Yeah. And just keep investing into those. They're really safe. The volatility in the up and down is really not there for the ones I'm looking at too. Um, so I say, guys, you know, we giving you guys a lot of information as it relates to, you know, wasting your time with traditional savings accounts it's wasteful money pretty much under your pillow under your mattress and someone breaking home your money you can't be mad at them because you're not making money anyways get a damn safe get a safe hopefully it's a fireproof and waterproof one all right um all right so thank you brian for hanging out with me definitely have to do this again um, oh, absolutely on yeah. a future episode Loved it. all right 
All right, guys, so we pretty much covered everything. So remember, positive energy leads to positive vibes. Don't forget to subscribe if this is your first time joining. No Pants Required can be found on Google Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Peace. Later.